What's up? 49ers game day. We're back. Dieter Kurtenbach, Jake Hutchinson. And there's only a little bit of things to talk about, Jake. Um, it's 1 o'clock on Tuesday, March 15th. James Richard Garoppolo is still a member of the San Francisco 49ers. And by all accounts, he ain't going anywhere unless this team cuts him. I am... What's one stage below apoplectic? Like, <laughs> I don't know because you're you're always apoplectic, so I, I'm not sure there's another stage. But that's fair. I might. I mean, I'm, I'm not far. Yeah, I'm not that far away. So yeah, I guess this you. is this feels inept. This feels comically inept. Am I overstating it? We'll see, but it does. I mean, you know, Ben Albright, who covers the Broncos, is is mm-hmm. fairly solid, and he seems to think yeah. that the 49ers have overplayed their hand, and that. You know, Indy might not even be interested, and it's kind of like maybe just the Texans, or and and if you're down to the Texans, that's you're kind of screwed, right? So, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to see, we'll have to see how they play it, and whether they're waiting to just restructure money around mm-hmm. for the next week or something, so that way they can. It seems as if they have know. no option but to do that. I mean, unless they want to cut Garoppolo, yeah. it's uh, about an eight and a half million dollar cap hit, right? They'd save about eighteen million, but. That is bad PR, even though at this point it's hard to argue PR can get any worse. Um, Whereas, I mean, I think you can very easily just take a look at some of the contracts that are on this team and just say, we'll just guarantee that money and the cap hit goes away. Like an Eric Armstead, a Jimmy Ward. Yeah, Eric Armstead is is guaranteed $5 million a year each of the next three years. And it's sort of like, you know, yeah, he's going to be around. It's it's something where it's like, you can just keep kicking that can down the road. Just do what the Saints do. Keep restructuring into eternity. Jimmy Ward only has one more year left on his deal. So at this point, like, just extend him. I think they Mm -hmm. can save something like $6 million by doing that. So that gets you into the gap almost right there. Right. They've already saved, I think, was a five million ish today with D Ford by, you know, restructuring him because cutting him would have saved less money. Mm. So it's five million from D Ford. You can get six million from Ward that gets you under the cap. And if yep. you, you know, fully restructure Armstead, I think that's something like nine million. That yep. could be Ward right there. So they can at least say, you know, we can sign Ward, figure the rest out. Um, Charvarius said it's, it's going to be annoying that's with two Wards on the team in the secondary. But yeah, so it, it's That'd somewhere I, I think they can figure it out until they do get rid of or whatever mm-hmm. happens with, with good old Jimbo. But um, yeah, that's you, that's tricky. Do you give any credence to the bluff? I mean, the worst part is, is it's they've been bluffing for months, if not a year now, being like, we might yeah. keep them. Don't date. Don't make us. We might keep them. And everyone's like, go ahead and keep them. We don't we don't really care. Like, <laughs> right, can, right, right. You can have them like it's fine. And then they're like, no, no, no. You're going to have to come and get them. Like, we like, but he's tri- such he's such a good leader in the locker room, though. And teams are like, well, he doesn't have any functional <laughs> body parts. I mean, we're not we're not that interested. Like, you know, I, it doesn't surprise me in the least bit that the Colts aren't really in um, one. I made a big deal out of, and I still will. I, I do think that it makes a lot of sense for Jimmy to be the quarterback of the Colts on the right. basis of his intangibles, and he is just like bizarro Carson Wentz. So all of the things that Carson Wentz is good at, Jimmy sucks at, and all the things that Carson Wentz sucks at, Jimmy's good at. So just right. you were cool with Carson Wentz last year to a point. Just go with the exact opposite dude, and, and you'll probably feel okay about it. 
uh, especially in that division. That said, you got to take on the contract. And here's the thing that, that I had underestimated, right? I think that the 49ers have also underestimated this. It's the shoulder surgery. It yeah. is not just a hangup. It's the number one hangup around the league as it pertains to Jimmy. You can't theoretically, you can't in good conscience bring in a new quarterback and not really know if they're going to throw at the beginning yeah. of training camp. And what's the thing? Yeah. It's like, yeah. what's the rush for any of these teams? It's yeah, right. what you, you get him the playbook. Like I'm sure the Colts can slip him a playbook under the radar right about <laughs> now. And he can, or he can do uh, you know, an independent little Google search to find out what they're running. They so, exist. Right. So it, it's something where, right. What is, what is their rush? I, I think what their game plan is, is I don't really think that they, would want to go into the season with just Mariota. I think that's like a name that's been mentioned. I, I'm yeah. not suggesting that they're not interested. I, I think that's probably legitimate, but mm -hmm. I think their plan is like wait out the Niners and sign Jimmy when he comes free. And and that's the thing yeah. is the 49ers are going to save this money either way because I think it's something like eight million, right? That they mm -hmm. that they take on until somebody else signs him. Dead cap it. But yeah. yeah, it's it's offset language. So basically what that means is when someone else signs him, they take on that money and the 49ers aren't responsible for it anymore. So either way, they're yeah. getting rid of, what is it, I believe, 24, 25 million. So like they're clearing this money off the books one way or another. And, and Jake, at this point, is he going to get eight or nine million dollars on the open market? I think for a year, you know, maybe. Maybe. I, I, yeah. I mean, Jameis Winston was coming in real Andy Dalton cheap got, last year. Andy Dalton got 10. You know? I don't know if we should bring the logic of the Chicago Bears into this. Yeah, they were they point. were rocking two, two veteran quarterbacks and then Justin Fields. They had a Nick Foles and an Andy Dalton. That so. that is such a like such a cool strategy. And by cool, I mean cool in the sense of like just galaxy brain, where you're just like, you know what? We're gonna pay for a premium starting quarterback, but divide it over three guys, none of whom are very good. Yes. And I just I just kind of have to respect that front office strategy and. Uh, I wish them luck, and you know. Well, th that front office no longer exists. Everybody got right. fired. Oh yeah, it's Ryan Poles, right? Yeah, that's, Ryan Poles is now in charge. Well, that's there. promising. That's promising. They got, They'll be they fine because I, I yeah. also like Fields, but um, I do too. This, the whole point of drafting a rookie quarterback, the whole point of handing this thing over to Trey Lance is not just the upside, right? It's not just oh, Trey Lance can be a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. To be determined, but I think that everyone's pretty bullish about yeah. it. Um, the whole point you do this is because Trey Lance is cheap, and that cheap contract, especially in the first three years, one of which has been wasted, allows you to throw around $20, $30 million per year, in some cases 40 that right. you would otherwise not have available to you. And... You know, the cap went up more than expected. And what if and the it's gonna, it's gonna really go up in 2023? And but, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So will the salaries of Nick Bosa and, and Debo exactly. Samuel. Uh so that's already accounted for. The fact that they were not able to keep Lake and Tomlinson, the fact that they were not able to keep DJ Jones, I think in in it doesn't, you know, it, it's not crazy to say, like, of course, those guys weren't gonna re-sign at that number. That was above the 49ers number. Right. They weren't competitive. They weren't even playing the ball game. And then you bring in Charvarius Ward. I'm fascinated to see the structure of this contract. Um, it just feels I like that's going to be about it 
Jake. And you look at what the Chargers have done. The Chargers who are paying Nick Bosa almost thirty million against the cap this year. The Chargers who are going to Joey Bosa. One of the. I'm sorry. The other, the other Bosa. Sorry, I do sorry that to go full Tracy Wolfs in there. I um, mean, listen, man, it's hard. There's two of them. They and the, they're both sound the same. Like, yeah, they they are the same. They are paying a Bosa thirty million. They yes. are paying now two wide <laughs> yeah. receivers close to twenty million against the cap. They acquired Khalil Mack, who's twenty million against the cap. I mean, the, the, the Chargers, they were in a better cap situation than the 49ers were, but a very similar cap situation to the 49ers. Uh, and you're seeing what they've been able to do with it. Now, are they as good as San Francisco? Uh, no. Um, would you rather have Justin Herbert than Trey Lance? Yes. But right. the fact of the matter is, you know, the Chargers are, are playing this the way that it should be played, the same way that the Ravens played it, the way that it should be played after a little bit of a delay. I mean, this is this is the per- the way that the, uh, the 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 Cardinals have played it with bringing in JJ Watt, bringing in New Hopkins. This is how you're supposed to play it. And if Charvarius Ward is all that comes from this, and fine signing, um, probably a bit of an overpay, which kind of stands counter to what I've been saying. But like, we'll talk about that in a little bit. If they didn't put themselves in a position because they kept D Ford around, they had to restructure him again, as you noted. Uh, right, because yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo be for the next decade and get a Bobby Bonilla type situation going. Exactly, and if they if they just still have Jimmy on the roster, just sitting there taking up space, and that is precluding them from actually playing the ball game that they need to be playing right now. I mean, that's unconscionable. Like that's really bad. That's really bad management in my estimation. And again, people want to say, well, Bosa and Debo need new deals. Give me some dude on a one-year deal. Like, you know, you know how to manipulate stuff. By the way, those cap hits aren't going to be huge at the beginning of them. And by the way, the cap goes up massive next year. That has nothing to do with this year. It has nothing to do with 2022. The NFL is a one-year league, and this is a year where the 49ers should be spending, not trying to figure out how to make salary cap space. And the fact that they're kind of doing both at the same time, but half-assing it in both regards – I don't know, man. I, I just I, I don't feel good about this at all. And by the way, the shoes still have to drop with more restructurings and whatever happens with the Jimmy thing. Um, I hear you. What, what I mean, how do you how do you bring logic to this situation? How do you justify? Maybe I'm putting you on too much of the spot here. How do you justify like how the 49ers have managed this? Because right now it looks like mismanagement to me. They are sort of tiptoeing into this offseason a little bit. And I, I think that is fairly concerning given that you just went to the NFC championship and if you made it to the Super Bowl. There's a decent chance you, you, you yep. could have won it. Since you're playing yep. the Bengals. You already beat them earlier that year, which I is agree. just, it's bizarre to even think about. And I know there's some people probably crying <laughs> a little bit, just thinking about that. Understandable. It was a weird year. Weird year in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's something where I think it, it is going to be a little bit tight, but once you let Lakin and DJ Jones go, mm-hmm then that clears a lot of room. So it's like they got their corner. Uh, I'm with you. I I think they need to be a little bit more proactive making other moves. I will say there's still a decent amount of guys on the market. And I, I, you know me, I I sort of, I'm trying to sort of wait and see before I completely judge, but it is right now. It looks a little conservative. It looks like they're going to lean a little bit more on the draft, right? It looks like they're going to draft a defensive end in the second round, probably, or something like that. And, and that's how they'll they'll try and attack that, which mm-hmm. you know is fine. But 
Uh, and, and, you know, they're like, oh, we got more quietly got Maurice Hurst back. Maybe he can fill some of the DJ Jones role. He was pretty solid for the Raiders, but was hurt all last year. Hasn't been healthy yeah. in really two years. Yeah. So I, I, I am with you. You kind of do want to see a little bit more signs of life from a team that, you know, th- they have a roster that that's good enough to compete. But at the same time, you do see this is an arms race, you know, mm-hmm. and you see all these other teams. You see the Broncos and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I guess the 49ers think, hey, it's going to be a bloodbath in, in the AFC West. We don't really need to participate in that because we just have to worry about the Packers and whoever comes out of the AFC. Yeah. Right. So there is that perspective. But at the same time, it's what is it? It's the old adage. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And yeah. they they do need to show a, a little bit more. And, and I think they're going to lean heavily on the draft, which I think they can get better through that. But again, you know, they I mean, how did they, that go they, last year? That's exactly what I was going to say is they've had a little trouble getting immediate production from rookies. Like mm-hmm. you're going to go with Aaron Banks at left guard. Okay. He, that better work. That really better work unless you're going to bring in, you know, you're going to wait you're it out. You that and, the Colton McKivitz experiment at left guard is not going to be well received come week God. six. That's yeah, what's going to happen, like, Jake. That's what's going to happen. Are they going to like find Mike Pearson some person somewhere? Yeah. Every time I, I, I hear about, Colton McKibbitt to send, send a shiver down my spine. Tom Compton's going to be a great left guard. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, maybe they wait out the guard market a little bit and just like get you know some a guy on a, to be fair. on a flyer. Get, get somebody like Will Hernandez who like has some potential. Like that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And mm-hmm. I do think 11 million for Tomlinson. I get it on a on a three year deal. I get it. Uh, and I, 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 I get it both ways. They would sign DJ Jones, especially DJ Jones. It's like it's a defensive tackle. You, you do have to see if Kinlaw can provide you anything. You're already mm-hmm. paying him like four mil, three, four million or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I get that. With Lakin, it is going to be rough though because that you know we'll, we'll see what the value of like a great guard is. It seems like it's actually worth quite a bit. But if you know if Aaron Banks is decent, then you know maybe yeah. it's overblown. And you know that's they've the gotten thing. away it's, with it with Brunskill for a couple of years. Who has been they seem up to and get down. away with a lot. They seem to that's get away. That's just not with a, a position that they target. We've talked about this a million times. Like right. they just don't really care about guard that much. They don't care that much about defensive tackle. I, I loved I loved the comments yesterday. Like they don't value defensive tackle and they don't value guard. And it's like okay, I it, almost impossible to argue re guard. I get that one, but. Right. Um, you know, they did they really sign value, Tomlinson yeah. before that. Yeah. So it's not as if they didn't know what he was. Now he got paid twice as much from here on out. I get it. I, get it. I, I don't mind letting him go uh, as much as the DJ Jones thing. And I think the DJ Jones was significantly more overpaid than a, uh, than uh, a Lake. And yeah. Tomlinson. That was At the same time. That, yeah. You're, you know, the argument is, oh, they don't pay defensive tackles. Well, Eric Armstead is a defensive tackle now. And you drafted a defensive tackle number 15 overall. Right. Like you're telling me you don't value defensive tackles. I got case study left and right. Just because you can get away with it on the cheap at some points with a Contavious Street, with a Maurice Hurst, with a DJ Jones for the last couple of years doesn't mean that it's not a position of value. It doesn't mean that that is something that, and this is what bothers me, not that they lost, it's that they weren't bidding, that they right. weren't even part of the conversation. Like that's not somewhere. I think the 49ers should have been on the basis of they probably, and again, this is just wishful thinking, perhaps uh, maybe just, you know, this thing that you can only say after it's already settled and done, but who knows what kind of a hometown discount those guys would have taken to stay with the 49ers. Now, maybe they were just out for the money and good on them, 
right? You only get so right. many contracts in this league. Uh, and Lake and going back to the East Coast, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm not knocking either of those guys for leaving. I'm, they deserve what they got. That is fair market deal for those guys' services, and they are just elite players and elite guys through and through. Big, big fans of both of those guys. But you're telling me that Lake and Tomlinson thinks that, you know, three or four million dollars more is worth playing for the Jets. Uh, DJ Jones, maybe, I mean, he's got, he's going to a Super Bowl contender either I, way. I can't so. believe you disparage the Jets like that. Um, I know. For those of you I mean, who don't know, I'm unfortunately technically a Jets fan, but that's pretty half hearted. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying I, they, I, weren't, I they weren't even bidding. That sucks. That sucks. I hear you. Um, I'm with you. I, I, I get it. I, I think those were pretty steep prices for them to pay, but I, I think, you know, it doesn't seem like they made much of an effort, and I'm with you. Uh, that's that's not a great play, especially when you know Trent Williams is stumping hard for to bring back yeah. Blake and Tomlinson, and really mm-hmm. appreciates having him next to his side. You know, he's what is he going to be 34, 35? I think. You know, Trent's incredible, but putting a rookie next to him might be a little frustrating. Uh, a you rookie know, for that didn't pro- even get to wear a uniform most of the year. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. That's. That was not a good sign, and especially when uh, – obligatory, we have to mention Creed Humphrey, who was available, and they didn't sign him, and they could have stuck him at guard and eventually moved him to center, and they didn't do that. And he's the best center in the league, probably, I think, at this point. Yep. It's at least, not just at least probably. in the competition. So, yeah, but it's – yeah, I, I'd like to see I'd like to see them be a little bit more proactive and, and, and try and upgrade somewhere. I, I think – Maybe bringing in a returner, someone with speed is nice, but these are like sort of small P moves, you know, that aren't, you know, shifting the balance of power too much. Small I don't know P, if that's yeah. the same. Small, small fry moves. Who well, knows? small, small P is certainly something. I think, but I think, it, I think it cut right to the core there. Right. But uh, let's, let's like talk about carry a little more weight. <laughs> let's talk about uh, Charvarius, Charvarius yeah. Ward. So you've done more film study on this guy than I have, but I've watched him a lot more in games and uh so yeah um give me your first thoughts so i was watching the last two games of the season because i heard uh you know some stuff that he didn't look great in the postseason Mm -hmm. and i didn't actually see that that much um yeah he he was himself it was more i I don't know who 21 is on the chiefs he was a mess uh in in their secondary maybe that was sneed he was a disaster they they had a real lack of communication on the other side what i saw from ward was pretty impressive he's a great great press corner Mm -hmm. he is super long he's a little heavy with his feet and so I, i think where he's most susceptible is ins ins and digs and stuff over the middle but I think the 49ers look at that and they say, we've got Fred Warner and or Dre Greenlaw or Aziz, one mm-hmm. of those two guys over the middle who we can trust and know are great in coverage. And we've got Jimmy Ward. So, you know, if you're going to beat us over the middle, you know, go for that. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can split our zones. That's going to happen with any corner. But where they mm-hmm. don't want to get beat is to the outside and deep. Mm-hmm. And Ward was spectacular. I remember yep. early on the season, one of the things we saw from Diamador Lenore, who, yeah, that's a – Diamador Lenore mentioned, but one of the things we saw from him that was encouraging is the way he used the sideline to his advantage. And, yes. you know, we never saw him again, but Ward I've seen on tape. He really consistently uses the sideline to his advantage. He presses mm-hmm. well off the line. And whenever anyone tries to beat him with an outside release, he really closes the space. Well, he hand fights well in a way that I don't think it's flagged very often. Um, no. Yeah. Though, he's clean like that. Yeah. 
He right. gets in trouble and, with his feet, not his hands. Right. And and so it's tough to beat him with when, when someone gets an outside release on him, like he's usually in phase and in step. And even with, when he's not, he's so long that like you have to try and beat him with a fade or over the top. And because of that length, it's really hard to do that. The, the other area I have a little bit of concern is, is double moves. He can get a little flat-footed at times, like Diggs. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen sort of missed, missed uh, looking for him a few times because I think understandably, uh, and it worked out, I think Gabe, that was the Gabe Davis, like four touchdown game. Yeah, yeah. But the Bills were like, let's just keep doing that. Um, so, I, yeah, understandable. They, did, they didn't target him that much. But double moves and, and stuff to the inside are where he's most susceptible but in general, I think he's a really solid addition. Uh, I, I get the price tag that we'll have to see what the structure is. Uh, I think it's something where I think it's nine million a year, sort of guaranteed, mm-hmm. and it could be up to fourteen million 20, a year. Yeah, twenty six point seven guaranteed. Um, it's right. all about how it's structured, as, as you're noting. Like it'll probably be cheap ish this first year, and then be loaded up uh, second year. Yeah, and then and then we'll see what the third year situation is. But mm-hmm. I think he's a solid addition, and yeah, I, I think he fits what they do, and I think he's fine. I also think the fact that they want to just get younger, like they don't want to have to worry about old veteran corners. I think he's 25, 26. Mm-hmm. 26 like, that's, in, in yeah, May, yeah. Pretty nice to get a guy that's on the right side of, of 30 for the entirety of the contract. I think it's a yeah. solid addition, and the price is fine. It's it's you know it's the fine. market That's is expensive. Market. It's not yeah. too much. He's solid. He's pretty solid. A couple of thoughts that I had on it. One agreed with your analysis almost to a T, which is somewhat frightening. Um, he's a long strider. He's a nine route coverer. He's very reminiscent, and please, no one take this the wrong way. He's very reminiscent of how Richard Sherman conceptually plays. In that Richard Sherman, you could take all the dig routes you wanted on him. He was right. funneling everything to the middle, right? That was his whole shtick. Uh, now, Ward doesn't have the instincts, the intuition. I, I don't know the guy at all, so don't only take this as a, a statement on his football, but the intelligence of a Richard Sherman in how he reads the game, how he reads quarterbacks, you know, predictive stuff that only Richard Sherman really kind of does. He's actually like playing, you know, Charverius Ward is playing. He's figuring it out and he gets burned sometimes on that, but you're right. You're not taking him over the top unless you are a truly elite receiver who no one's, who's no one's stopping with the way that. Right. He's got, he's got really good straight line speed. He's just a little clunky and and heavy in his feet on shorter stuff, which, Hey, take all the little check downs you want. That's, that's sort of the name of the game. If you're going to throw an eight yard comeback, Mm -hmm. you know, And it's kind of a catch-22 for me because here's how I think he'll be deployed. I think they'll put him in press on the boundary side and they'll play a lot of zone like they did last year. They'll have him in press. If you want to go in, you can go in. That's fine by them. And he can stick stick with people going deep. I don't think that they're going to play him way off the way that they would play Sherman um, just because there's too much reaction when you play way off at the same time. I'm, I'm just not sure which one they should, because I, I think that he's going to be at his best 
as a man-to-man guy, he's a really good man-to-man guy, but yeah. they're not really going to have him do man-to-man. I don't think there's going to be a tremendous amount of cover six. I don't think that that's going to be their thing. So how do you take the things that he's good at man-to-man, which is sticking on a dude's hip and you know being pretty good with his hands at the line of scrimmage, how do you do that while also playing in the zone? And I think that that's getting up and pressing, the press and release. Right. So I think that's what they'll do. I could be 100% wrong on that one. I'm really interested to see how that's deployed. Yeah. I think the Chiefs mostly used him as as the field side corner. I, I kind of yeah. think the 49ers will do the same because Mosley is so good in tight spaces. I, I'm interested to see. You've been talking mm-hmm. about, like, you want to see Mosley in the slot, and I think Matt Barrows was suggesting that yeah, Mosley could slot not- inside. I just think maybe they don't. They just have Thomas on the bench. And, like, maybe bring back K1 Williams. Like, I get that. I get that. Your three best corners as currently constructed. And sorry, when I said field side, I meant boundary side. So thank you right. for correcting me on that. Um, because Mosley is like an elite field side guy. Like or bound, boundary side? Boundary, you mean, you mean in the tight? Yeah. We have it reversed. Mosley's good in the tighter spaces we're talking about. Let's go with that. Ward in the, ward in the open space. Professional Simplified football though. talkers. Um Mosley would be a god in the slot, and this is not yeah. a new take for me. A god. He's yeah, so physical. That. He is so good with his hands. Where does he get burned? Kind of hips, right? He's a little stiff. Right. But he's, I'd say, inarguably the best run-defending cornerback in the NFC, certainly in the NFC West. Uh, the dude's elite in the run game. Elite which is one of the reasons on top of just being crazy athletic. Like I I think the world of Mosley, we know this Um, putting him nearer to the line of scrimmage, putting him nearer to the ball, I think is a win. And when you're playing 70% of your snaps out of base nickel, and it'll probably be 75 this year, just the way the league is trending. um, I think you'd be foolhardy not to figure out a way to get him more involved given his skill set. And I think Ambry Thomas was good. I think Ambry Thomas deserves the opportunity, at least at the beginning of camp, to fight for an outside job. And he's not a guy who's going to be playing in the slot. He just doesn't tackle. Yeah. So Ward, Thomas on the outside, Mosley on the inside, with Mosley then going outside on sort of base downs, I think that's the best utilization. I think that's a better utilization than K1 Williams coming back. I think that's a better utilization than trying to find uh, a cheap nickelback. I mean, I, I think that that I agree. It, it's a little bit more complicated. Yeah, I don't I, know if it's necessarily easy to do, but I like my I yeah. Like my only question is whether they're willing to do that, and I think it's something that they'll find out in training camp whether that's viable or not. Right. Yeah. You know, they'll, I'd like to see him explore it in training camp. Right I, now, I think, it's just conceptual. And I think they will. And I, and I okay. think they will. I think that's, I think D'Amico has also shown a willingness to try stuff out, you know, yeah. especially as a young defensive coordinator. I think he's shown, mm-hmm. you know, I, they ran and, and I know like they didn't run a lot of cover six, but I'm just looking at the numbers. They, mo- they're a big cover three team, right? But they ran cover one and, and cover four and cover six. Yeah. With, um, you know, I, I guess, well, especially early know, in the season. Zone. Yeah, yeah, but they they ran I, they ran man like uh, at least a third of the time, which I don't know if that's an uptick for them, but it's enough that you'd get that value from from Ward playing press man. And mm-hmm. he did what I also liked from Ward is that he was pretty sound in his responsibilities. 
like you know when he was flashing yeah. like he was going to play press and then you know was was just covering you know the short outside route like he was really fluid and really sound in what he was doing so mm-hmm. I, I don't think the transition for him will be that difficult if it's if it's more zone than what the no. chiefs like to do but that I'm said i'm i'm that. i'm I'm with you. I, I do think he's he's an incredible man coverage corner, and I think they should find ways to do that. And I also just love cover six, so I, I think it'd be cool <laughs> to see them use more of that. Have um, you, you heard some people out there who don't believe cover six is a real thing? I think it's like that's, cover it's, six, yeah. six conspiracy theorists. It's like birds aren't real. It's like the birds aren't real thing. Um, yeah, it's it's the funny. Birds aren't real thing is is like genius. If I can right. go aside, like it's literally a bunch of folks younger than us uh not that much younger than you and their whole thing is basically pointing out the absurdity of internet culture by saying birds aren't real and just seeing how much traction they can get it's all a goof i don't think this cover six isn't real thing is a goof i think that people actually believe that it's like you can't play zone and man on the same snap. I don't understand. And it's like, right. pretty sure you can. It's called the box and one in basketball and cover right. six in football. But, you know, what do I know? But, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. I mean, D'Amico's experimented a lot with the safeties. And, um, you know, it's funny. Like, Talano Hufanga can't even play coverage. And they were like, throw him out there anyway. You know? So, like, okay. I, I think they're going to be willing to try stuff with, with three pl- players that can actually play coverage. Um, and maybe maybe they go to that where you know they have because Dante Johnson was was playing some safety like maybe they have Mosley or, or Ward Ward has the ability to do that to drop into a safety role and just do more disguises. So I, I think there's yeah. just a lot more options on the table. I love when when defenses love to get weird with coverage and just disguise mm-hmm. who's covering who and and where players are going to drop to. And I think that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I like the sort of positionless secondary. Um, certainly, they have versatility at linebacker. Uh, I just added another one. Yeah, who is that guy? I'm I'm literally pulling it up now because I've already forgotten his name. He was he was a Packers special teamer. It's um, oh, well, I mean, Oren. You Burks. saw the Packers special teams. That's somebody that you got to get in there ASAP. <laughs> Oren Oren Burks uh, was a. He's 26. Which makes me, it was a two-year, $5 million deal, which uh, let's see how much that's guaranteed. But that makes me wonder if they're expecting to lose Aziz and they think maybe this guy has some value that they can explore. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. He is, oh, I will say, you're going to like his, his spider chart. He is a freak, freak. Okay freak athlete Six, everything three, that two, i was three, just three. doing has been re- re- totally revoked. yeah r- ran a 80 81st percentile 40 yard dash 90 percentile so, vertical 97 yeah. percentile broad jump 90 percentile three yep. cone 80 81 percentile uh 20 yard shuttle so okay. I, I think they okay. probably think you know what this guy's great on special teams mm-hmm. we struggled there last year let's get a guy who mm-hmm. can at least tackle on special teams and then be a third linebacker for us and think about how much they played Mark Ninzacha down the stretch. They had to like pull that dude back from Germany. Yeah. He wasn't even on the team. No, I know. I don't know. If, I don't think the... he was anywhere. I don't think he was anywhere. He might, he, he might well have been hanging back in out. Germany. Yeah. And uh, they, they put him on the practice squad and then they bumped his ass up from the practice squad every game for the rest of the season. So Good stuff. they needed to get, they, it, you and I will talk more special teams than any other 49ers based show bar none. Uh, right. 
it's not even close. We'd put in more special teams talk in one episode than 99% of the other podcasts do in a day. And that's Wait really we talk the- Matt, Matt Ariza, Arizona, baby. Oh, God, Arizona State. Right? What I wouldn't give. Where would you draft Matt Ariza? Oof. It's, uh, it's, it's almost like the correct answer is trade up into the first round. <laughs> I would genuinely, if I was the 49ers, I would draft him in the fourth round and, and I would, he should be would, there by then. Right. I think he's going to go in like the late third or something, or maybe like middle third if someone's that desperate. One but I would just picks. Right. I would bring him into camp with Wisnowski and then, and then, you know, just, Get just have a competition. Out. I know. I know. You're, you're, what, I'm you just saying, have a punter competition with the punt god? Yes. Yes. Why? For, for fun. I mostly because I just want to see a punt competition, Dieter. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fair. exactly why. I mean, obviously, you could just keep a rise and, and cut Wisnowski, but that's not as fun for me. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that the value is so big, especially the way Kyle loves to punt the ball. Loves he it. He can flip Can't the get entire of it. field. Can't so, get enough of it. He's the opposite of Brandon Staley in all yeah. the ways. And, and, you know, the one counter is that Wisnowski has difficult to catch punts, and so even though he doesn't punt it that far, it's tougher to catch. But I'm not so sure. Yeah, That worked out in one game. That was just the narrative yeah. we had to come up with after one game against the Bengals where they had the world's worst punt returners. Somehow that team made the right. Super Bowl. Still don't understand what happened. Yeah, that was astounding. That was astounding. They were like, they were like an aggressively Cincinnati Bengals team a month beforehand. <laughs> then they're just yeah, like, I, I still guess we're going to win the AFC it. now. Yeah, it's it's still funny to think about. Like They very easily could have won the Super Bowl. Just, you yeah. know, the Bengals. The Bengals. So, I mean, for everybody we'll see if Joe who's out there, can get back there. For everybody, he'll never be back there. But uh, for everybody <laughs> who is, everybody who's like, oh, the 49ers. Now, Tom Brady coming back d- did mess up my my hottest of hot takes. Uh, it's now fourth. But my take was there's no reason that Trey Lance couldn't be the third best quarterback in the NFC by the end of the 2022 season. It's now fourth. Stafford, Rodgers, Brady. Everybody else, who are we talking about here? Kyler? Okay. Kirk? Dak? Christian Kirk? <laughs> Christian Kirk. That Who's deal broke agent? my brain. I, and I know it's – and people were like, oh, it's like – no, it's only like a two-year deal. But it's basically a two-year fully guaranteed deal where he's making $20 million a year over those two years. So it's still insane. Like, I, I don't care if it's really a 70 – you know, like – You watched a lot of Christian Kirk at no point – does that make any sense? He had 77 catches last year. It's a money laundering deal. It's a money laundering deal. That's that's my best explanation. It's like when people buy like crypto punks for like $15 million yeah. and you're like, what? It's like, oh, they're, they're no. laundering money. Had that's launder my money. take. I yeah. got major, major Mozgov vibes. That's a, that's I love that. One. That was, the, by the way, that was like that the was best. That was your tweet of the year. That was the best. That was the best NBA summer. That was the best summer uh, for any free agency ever where you were just having like role guys in the NBA get four year, $80 million deals. And you're like, mm-hmm. and teams are like, are they good? No. Okay. It's fine. Give them 20. Like, well, like, you know why that Biz was Matt happening, right? uh, yeah. Why did it happen? The salary cap had jumped right. by more than $20 million because the TV deals came in and LeBron right. James and Chris Paul, who were the head of the, uh, players association said we're not smoothing over the cap because they were pending free agents that summer too right and teams don't teams have to spend almost like 90 yeah there's a salary like 90%. floor 
Yeah, yeah so you have to spend like ninety percent or something. Yeah, Bismack Biombo got four years, seventy-two million. That oh. was also at a time when people didn't quite realize him. that the center was dead, and that everyone needed awesome. to be Draymond Green. And so, like Timothy Mozgov actually gave the Warriors the business in the NBA Finals because they were like, right. "Here's Draymond, go stop him." And Timothy Mozgov's getting like twenty-seven, but the Cavs aren't scoring right. anywhere else. Uh, by the way, great football talk. And uh, it's so it's like there was like logic. I mean, bad logic, but still some logic behind like sign the big men. It's still a big man's league. And then right. it didn't work out that way. The Christian Kirk thing makes no sense. Um, I have had Christian Kirk on my fantasy team every single year for the last Same. four years. And not a once has have I ever felt good about it. He, anytime yeah. that you can sign I played him a, a couple games last year and it went okay yeah. but most of it was oh god oh god oh god you know you're not feeling good at any point he had a 60 percent catch rate in 2020 he, he mm. got targeted 79 times and caught 48 passes like i'm sure it'll work out on the jacksonville jaguars i mean they have a good quarterback it, it i will say like it's easy to rag on them and i will be continuing to do that uh, when it inevitably doesn't go well. Right. But, like, very interesting to see if the Jaguars can suddenly become a little bit competitive. You mm-hmm. know, their quarterback's decent. You know, if they've got some weapons, like, that would be fun. You know, I don't think they're going to be good. But no. if they can, like, be a 500 team, that'd be fun. You know, some spunky Jaguars wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, AFC South, get weird with it. Um Okay, yeah. a couple a couple questions for you here, Jake, before we, we wrap it up. One, Niners need to sign a safety, right? Yeah. I mean, they have to sign someone just, just to get another older body. They've got more. They've got Ufanga. Neither of those guys give me any real confidence. They could just bring back Tavon Wilson for free. But none of that you is really... You can't play Ufanga on every snap. I mean, they will. No. Oh, they will. I think I think safety in the draft makes more sense, but it's also like here's the thing: like people are talking about like letting Tart go, and and that there are going to be teams interested in Tart. Teams go for like the top safeties, and then it's brutal, and then it's absolutely brutal. I like Tart could easily be back for another year on like a one million dollar deal. You think and they'll DJ more it? Uh, DJ, DJ Jones it? Yeah, I or, mean, like, or Jaquaski Tart it? Jaquaski Tart it? That's Tart it. Tart it. Uh, that's Classic. I shouldn't say. Um, yeah, I, I'd say if Tart is still out there, which I know people think like mm-hmm. maybe the Cowboys or someone has interest. It's just like he's on. I think he's thirty now or about to be. He's had some injuries, and it's something where as a safety, once you lose like being in in the prime and just getting like the recognition of being a top safety, you can't get that back. It's a really unfair, ruthless market. I don't know why it is because Tart's outstanding. He was like a huge, huge difference maker for them uh, being with Ward. But it's just like – and maybe that changes. Maybe that changes. But it's like the market doesn't seem to respect someone that hasn't proven they're at the top echelon. And he missed – you know, with those injuries, he missed his chance. He had the brutal offseason that they ran into last year where he took less than a million, which is Mm -hmm. insane to think about. So I I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out for him to come back on like a – a million or two, you know, if he, if he's out there for two million, you, you give it to him. They can also do the veteran deal where I, I think they gave it to uh, 
I forget who they gave it to last year, but oh, it was K1. They gave it to K1 last year where you pay them a, a little bit over a million or you pay them like two and a half million, but it only counts on the cap for half of that. So that kind of sounds about right for Tart if nobody yeah. else scoops him up for more than that. If it's three, four million, I think they let him go. But if he's there for a couple, I still would pay that because I, I think he's that good. And I just don't think safety is something that you want to mess around with. Like it's not something you That's think about until, until coverage busts, right? I, until it busts and then it's a disaster. I wouldn't even push it one step further than that. I, I'm almost firmly, uh, I'm almost a firm believer now in the safeties are everything model of football. And you think about the teams that have been successful over the last four or five years. I mean, what do they all have in common? It's really good safeties. And the 49ers have rocked a lot of dudes back there alongside Jimmy Ward, next to Jimmy Ward, next to Tarver, Jaquaski Tart. Like they've rocked a lot of dudes back there. There's only been one combination of two men that has worked for the last four years, right. and it's Jaquaski Tart and Jimmy Ward. That's it. And you can say, oh, well, that's this, that, or that. It's the only one that's friggin' worked. It's the only one. And I wouldn't mess with it. I wouldn't mess with that. I would gladly overpay just to yeah. not mess with that. Knowing that you have depth, knowing that you are going to explore more of you know positionless secondary usage. Right. Knowing that you have yeah, you're in a good situation if you have a starter. You're in a bad yeah. situation if you don't sign a starter. Jaquaski Tart, we know, could start for the San Francisco 49ers. And for everyone who wants to bash him over the play in the NFC Championship game, 49ers had two offensive possessions after that and didn't get a first down. Right. For everyone who wants to say that he was some sort of a scrub, watch any moment of tape when he was healthy. Anything but. I thought he was the X factor on this team turning their, totally. their season around. Um, he's, he's a really good player. I think they'd be fools to let him go. Talho. Hufanga might get there. I don't see it. I just don't see any coverage skills at all. Yeah. He's a Sam linebacker, special teams ace, uh, guy that you put in as a th- you know a third mini, linebacker. Mini Jamal Adams, who's already mini. <laughs> yeah, you know, at least like, you didn't have to spend two first round draft right. picks on him. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, don't mess with it. Like you know, you have and it's Bengals, and it's like tar- 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 great not gonna, right. Rams were struggling. What happened? They bring Eric Weddle off the street. Great safety, right. almost single-handedly won the NFC Championship game. They get their safeties in order. Like they're in really, that's re, they're in really good shape. I mean, th- those are the teams that are successful. Kansas City, really good safeties. I mean, outside of Dirty Dan Sorensen, but like, yeah, yeah. I think it's something where if like long term, you do need a, a solution to the position. So I, I think looking for someone in the draft and in, in, in day two, day three makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and safety is, I think it might be the trickiest position. You know, quarterback no is always quarterbacks like a toss up every single time when you go early, no matter what, but safety and corner, mm-hmm. it's like, it, you'll, I'll watch tape of, of corners and safeties. And I'm like, this guy's great. Or is he like, it's, it's so hard to tell That's right. that I think it's something you don't want to mess with and just bring it back. Like tarts, not going to cost you 8 million. It's. Like no. at most, it's going to be like four, probably, and even then, it, that, that market market might not be there, just because again, it's ruthless and and people that aren't young and super hyper athletic at the top of the position just don't get the respect they deserve. And Tart deserves to make 
eight million a year if you know he was healthier. You know, realistically, he he deserves like a three year, like six million dollar a year contract. I think that's like fair value for him, even at, even yeah. at age twenty nine, about to be thirty, and with injury issues. I think he's that sort of safety, but I, I don't think he's probably going to get that because it's a ruthless market. So I'm with you. I'd say bring him back and you know look look to have to add somebody else through the draft. Um, and honestly, safety is so weird. You could probably find an undrafted free agent who, you know, if he's smart enough and willing to like learn from Tart and Ward, you know, that could be a long term solution there, too. So, yeah, I'm with you. Don't mess with it. Bring him back and, and look to the draft. Final question. What happens with Jimmy? Ward? Uh, sorry. No. Yeah. Why? I, I Jimmy with a think... Y. My gut. Ah, it's it's tough because like I want to say cut they're going to cut keep. him, not keep. Let's not go there. He he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. Dear, he's gone. Don't do. I don't know what you're I, talking about. He, he's. Let me put it to you this way: there was more than one person who said, "Are these sons of bitches going to try to Sam Bradford this situation?" Yeah, but it's that's not going to work out for him. That's because that's because we it's all ruined our brains i was talking to our friend our friend tim yesterday tim kawakami about jimmy and it like ruins our brains jimmy yes. garoppolo he's and i think marcus thompson wrote it a while back he's like a cockroach he's impossible to kill he just keeps yep. hanging around right and so that's i think where that's coming from is we're like are they gonna like is he gonna just stick around somehow and so it's a thought that we have where we're like they might just be sick enough in the brain to do it. I just don't see yes. a way. And they need the money. They really do need the money. And, and so he's gone. He's gone. I'm I'm firm in that. He's not coming back. And if they do, well, that is, I think, probably going to be their downfall. Um, yeah, I just don't think that's a viable thing to try and do. I still think there's a chance they, they could get something for him. And the idea – I think – Pelissaro was talking about like a second round pick is their asking price. Who on earth is going to pay that? I don't know. Uh, I think, I think it probably makes more sense. I've always been firm on like a fifth and like a conditional third, uh, anything you can get at this point, like a fifth, just a straight up fifth. Take it immediately. Any offer a seventh. Okay. Deal. Swap sixth deal. A conditional seventh deal. Take whatever you can get and get him out of here. Like just, just get it done with the longer it lingers, like the weirder it is. You just don't want that. Um, and, and and if you can't get anything for him, fine. Like reap the rewards of the $24 million you're going to have from cutting him. Just do it. So I, I think he's gone. I still think. When, I still when, do you think we, when do you think this nightmare ends? Oh God, it's going to take like another month or something. No, I don't think it's going to be that long. I, I think. I know tomorrow is technically the deadline for them to get under the cap. So mm -hmm. that would seem to be the first state, but I, I don't get the sense that it's like, it, it feels like it could keep lingering. Um, and the Watson thing is going to keep lingering and that might be a holdup in terms of seeing how long that takes. And in that situation, even though it's his legal situation sorted out, he's just making it weirder and weirder and that's going to keep going on. So I think until that's sorted out, they might not have a place to, to move him, even if, like I don't even know if they have a place to move him regardless. So hey. I'll say I'll say he I'll say it gets sorted out in a week and they have to restructure a few guys to get under the cap by tomorrow and to sign Charvarius Ward. And that's that is my take. But I could also just see them 
cutting him. What is it? What is the deadline today? Tomorrow? It's sometime in the next 24 tomorrow. hours. Tomorrow, 16th. So, so I guess it might be tonight. This is information I should have had readily available. Yeah, I mean, we'll it's, it one, it's one we'll of talk these on, days. We'll talk on Thursday, yeah. and we'll we'll figure it out then. Hopefully, we'll have some clarity. But and then we'll get into some draft shit. Once this is all done, yes. we'll get into some draft shit. But I can't uh, wait. For now, you gotta. <laughs> for now, our brains have to be <laughs> totally scrambled by the oh, consistent yeah. presence of number Sickening. ten. Sickening. Well, good luck to him and his shoulder. That's totally fine. Apparently, <laughs> it just needed surgery, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's just shoulder surgery for a quarterback on his throwing shoulder. It should be fine. It's nothing. The Niners nothing to worry about. were so angry. They were so angry. They're so angry. Jake, yeah. they were so it angry. Didn't, it, didn't, it didn't hurt his value at all. Good stuff. You're just telling us this now. They'll never sign another Donnie client. That's why Tom Brady can't come to the 49ers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually do buy that. <laughs> they're just, they're well, just... That's, that's it. We'll talk yeah. to you on Thursday. 